Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin, And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleh Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every single day from sunny Southern California. Welcome in. We're in the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com is the way tire buying should be. 10,000 recommended installers. Fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection. It's the way that tire buying should be. Well, normally we talk about football, but it seems we got ourselves a basketball story, kids, huh? You heard from Dan Beyer. If you're just joining us, if you're just turning on the radio, our long national off-season nightmare is over. Damian Lillard has been traded to the... Nope. To the Milwaukee Bucks. <sighs> to the Milwaukee Bucks. So Damian goes from the garden spot of Portland to the garden spot of Milwaukee. And I love the trade from the Bucks' perspective. Right? You lose Drew Holiday, tremendous defensive player, leader... Big shot maker, okay, but, and Grayson Allen, good bench player. But you get an upgrade there, okay? I mean, you're talking one of the elite scoring guards in the NBA, and you had to show, I mean, like, look, you were challenged by Giannis, who I, I don't know if he knew this was a possibility, but it does feel like he knew it was possible. It's kind of a challenge to Giannis, hey, we want to be all in on winning. You can't say you're all in on winning any more than Milwaukee said today. I love it from Phoenix's perspective. They didn't want DeAndre Ayton. They have three other elite scorers, three of the best scorers in the NBA. The last thing they need at center is a guy who's a scorer, not a defender. They get Nurkic, and they get DeAndre Ayton's contract off their books. And oh, yeah, by the way, Grayson Allen, that's a good bench piece for them, and they didn't have much of a bench before today. So you get Nurkic as your starting five, and you get three pieces, one that'll definitely stick in a Grayson Allen as, as a bench piece. And you got that one bloated contract. You know, you obviously have to make the contracts mix, but we'll see what they're able to do in terms of, uh, is this their bench, or they continue to develop their bench and trade even more pieces. 
For Portland, you get some picks. But here's the thing that Portland said. All offseason, we were told, hey, the Miami Heat is the best off you're going to get. Take it or leave it with Tyler Hero. And they were like, leave that? No, thanks. And Miami thought Heat culture, this is the place Damian Lillard wants to go. This is the only place worth going to. We got no state income tax. We got warm weather. We're competitive. All we need is his scoring, yada, yada, yada. Portland reopened trade discussions, and we heard these other teams, and you could hear the laughter from South Beach. They're not, she's not going there. Once that pride comes for the fall. So what would you rather have if, you, if, you're, if you're the Portland Trailblazers today? Drew Holiday, who they're probably going to trade and get a bunch of picks in return. DeAndre Ayton, who it's not a good contract, but I think, what, there's three more years left of it? And he can score, and you got to spend some money at some time, and they don't need another guard. They have He's their starting center to go along with some really talented young guards. Or Tyler Hero and a bunch of other things that the Miami Heat don't watch. Don't want. The loser in this thing is the Miami Heat. Don't get it twisted. I mean, do you have questions about how it works in Milwaukee? Sure. But Milwaukee now has both Lopez's for size. They have Giannis. They have Chris Middleton. And they have Damian Lillard. That is, that's a good roster. Roster. All right. A little bit thin, but a really good roster. The Phoenix Suns, they have Brad Beal. They have Devin Booker. They have Kevin Durant, and now they have Nurkic, right? And Grayson Allen, who will probably come off the bench. They're still going to be in search of the potential to get a point guard, but that's a good roster. It fits much better together. Miami, they lost some of their ancillary pieces, and now you have a team which I don't know how they – remember, they beat the Milwaukee Bucks last year in the playoffs. And that was because they didn't have anybody who could guard, or at that time would guard, Jimmy Butler, even though DeAndre, even though um, Giannis wanted to guard DeAndre, and they they didn't do it. But, you know, Middleton's been hurt before. Now you have Damian Lillard. You think they're better? The answer is yes. Win, win, win in this trade. Right? And yes, the Phoenix Suns got worse offensively, but they spread out all that money over four players. And they got a starting center and uh, and a sixth man. That's a smarter approach to trying to win a championship than sticking with DeAndre Ayton, who they didn't want to begin with. The Portland Trailblazers got two far better assets and some draft picks, and they'll likely get more when they deal away Drew Holiday. And the Milwaukee Bucks got one of the elite scorers, shooter scorers in the NBA, who fits with how they want and need to play. That's a heck of a trade. And it's a heck of an FU to Miami, who kind of walked around arrogantly all offseason, thinking, we got Damian Lillard. It's just a case of when, not if. When, not if. Uh, just for full disclosure, Byers a Bucks fan. Originally from the state of Wisconsin, only things at home he doesn't like. He doesn't like, he, he likes the, the Seahawks and Ohio State. 
Uh, but what's your reaction to the trade, DB? Yeah, I think it's it's amazing on so many levels. Just to, you talked about how the Heat were the big losers in all of this. To keep him out of Miami is you know for a Bucks perspective. For a team, there's a lot of layers at this Bucks Heat rivalry, considering they were ousted from Miami in the first round of the playoffs. And Miami was a team that couldn't score, and the Bucks were a team that you thought could defend. And what do you know? The Heat were seemingly scoring whenever they wanted against the Bucks. And so you now have the Bucks being able to uh, take care of that portion of it, of keeping him away from Miami. And it does, it makes them, it, it, it keeps Giannis happy, but. They're the favorites now in the East, and I think that there was a question on them bringing it back. If they, if you know, were they better than Boston? Were they better than Miami? Were they better than these teams? Philadelphia is still up in the air, and I just think now Milwaukee's moved themselves into the clear front runners to win the East and to try to win another title. I know there's the long term play of Giannis, but also if you just look ahead to next season, I mean it's. It's all there for them to to win an, uh, you know another championship because you mentioned the pieces that are still there. Lopez is still there. Middleton's still there. Those guys are getting a little long in the tooth as well. Middleton's had injuries, so the time may be now. But yeah, just for the upcoming season, I think it's it's huge for them to to be in title contention. It feels like it's a it's you get two years right. I don't know the contracts of everybody, but it feels like this is a good two year plan, right? Lillard is I think he's thirty three right now. Right, so at 35, eh, but you're gonna have two years of being as good as anybody. Giannis, I think there's one year left, right? But I'm I'm guessing with this you can get an extension. Hey, okay. uh, Brooke, as you mentioned, a little bit longer. Brooke and Robin, a little bit longer in the tooth, but still very effective. Uh, but this is a good two years. And then you know there was it's not just keep him out of Milwaukee. Also kept him out of Boston, where people thought Boston was a potential. Sure, yeah, fair point. You know, and yeah, that's. But but here's here's a big thing for the league. I think there's a lot of other teams in the league that are super happy because the the Heat have operated on this really, frankly, arrogant sort of, hey man, everybody wants to come to Miami sort of thing. And remember, Lillard he couldn't block the trade, but he could say I'm not going. It's mm-hmm. obvious that Lillard is cool with this trade, right? He wants to he wants to win a championship. This gives him a great chance. Doesn't really matter. The Miami thing doesn't really matter all that much to to him as much as Miami kind of acted like it did. So I there's a lot of wins here, but I think a lot of teams around the league because the thought is the fear is that a lot of people want to do the LeBron thing and get out of where they are, get get to where it's warm, no state income tax and you're going to compete and they swung and miss again at getting a superstar. And you know, I I think this is a little bit of an fu to Miami yeah. as much as it's a win for Milwaukee. Yeah, and it's a good point that you know it's around the league kind of feels the same way. That's yeah. the sense that I get, even from Celtics fans. I've seen some on social media of saying, and and honestly, the Bucks are probably the biggest contender to the Celtics, even though the Heat won the series last year. They were like they'd rather have him go to Milwaukee than. Go to Miami. And yeah, you're right. I think that the other teams across the league feel that way. And also, how about the Bucks never being mentioned in this conversation? Ever. Yes. That's 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 where you have really good people running this thing. Yeah. Is we talked about this a lot back when Magic Johnson was running the Lakers, right? And they were trying to be mentioned in everything. It's like, no. The best teams, the best run organizations, you don't know what is the real G's move in silence, right? Like neighbor and slay. Yeah. So I'm. I mean, I just John Horst. I, yes. Yes, I just think that 
that's what's taking place here where they came in late and worked out a deal and got the Suns and the Suns are happy with it. The Bucks are happy with it. And Portland has to be sitting there going like, wait, we were going to get some picks that were going to be bad and Tyler Hero and some other stuff they didn't want. And we end up with Damian Lillard and Drew Holiday. Where do I sign up for this? DeAndre Ayton and Drew Holiday. What Although uh, you said Damian Lillard. But, oh, DeAndre Ayton and yeah. Drew Holiday. I apologize. ESPN is saying that the Blazers would likely look to move Holiday. Yeah. yeah. And then you get more pieces. You get more. Right. Yeah. You get more draft picks. Yep. And, and by the way, Drew Holiday, like, that's a, there was a lot of talk. And I, I saw Sam Presti's comments about uh, the Oklahoma City Thunder, you know, whether or not they would add a superstar. Like, there's the kind of guy that you can add to Oklahoma City. They need a point guard. They need some leadership. They have Shea Gildas Alexander. They got all these other guys. Like, that's the kind of guy that you could, or, you know, can the Lakers put together a package? I don't think they have the picks for it, but that's the kind of guy that fits there. Or, you know, do the Clippers have needed a point guard for forever? Like, does 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 he fit there? Um, there's lots of teams that could use a Drew Holiday, which is a a more likely trade piece to a championship caliber team than a Tyler Hero is. If we're just honest. So I'm not saying it's a win because they got Drew Holiday and he's going to play for the Blazers. I think it's more likely than not that he does play for the Blazers and then they trade him, you know, as you, as teams figure out, you know, where they are and what they need. But it's the those are two much better assets than anything the Heat were willing yep. to give up. And the Heat spent all offseason like, eh, we'll be fine with him without him. Like, really? Do you think are the Heat better today or are the Bucks better today? <laughs> I, I don't think anyone would, would answer the Heat are better today. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Jimmy Butler's got some sour grapes, by the way, saying that the Bucks need to be looked into uh, for tampering. Here, let me just quick play it here. Yo, NBA, man. Y'all need to look into the Bucks for tampering. Y'all do. I'm just going to put that out there. Y'all didn't hear it from me, but I heard it through somebody. Y'all look at them for tampering. You didn't hear it from me, but you just posted on social media? <laughs> you didn't hear this from me. Wait a minute. It's me speaking. <laughs> hey, hey, Jimmy. Jimmy, everybody knows the heat tamper with everybody. Okay? Like, that stuff doesn't work with people. Just doesn't work with people. And the, you didn't hear it from me, but you're posting it on social media? Yes, actually, we did hear it from you. Maybe he's just caught the fumes from that expensive gasoline that he purchased. <laughs> I saw that, when he's, he's still Bugatti. just baked out of his mind. Dude, how how oh, bad a look is that? Yeah, horrible. Jimmy Butler. Yeah. Jimmy so Butler's annoying. driving a Bugatti, mm. which I believe is that a million dollar car? I have so no like, idea. Cars aren't my MO. It's worth more than all of us make in a year combined, okay? Um, and he's complaining about gas prices. Out of touch much? <laughs> Three-team deal. Damian Lillard, if you're just joining us, is now my member of the Milwaukee Bucks. There's a lot of people doing the Scooby-Doo. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market. 
as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. So I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Josh Lucas is going to join us upcoming in about mm, seven minutes or so. He's the former director of player personnel for the Chicago Bears. Um, the Cowboys take on the Patriots this week. Wait till you hear Bill Belichick, what he said about uh, Micah Parsons, which is something that we've said about Micah Parsons. By the way, I'd like to also like to point out, do you guys remember after week one in college football, I said Deion Sanders is saving college football. Did you see that Phil Knight said Deion Sanders is saving college football? Thank you. Every once in a while, we get things right. We want to pat ourselves on the back, right? I just learned Discover Credit Cards is something pretty awesome. At the end of your first year, they automatically double the cash back you've earned. That's right. Everything you earned doubled. Cash back from trips, restaurants, all doubled. Seriously, those see terms. Check it out for yourself at discover.com slash match. This is Bill Belichick when he was asked to compare Lawrence Taylor, who he coached with the Giants, to Michael Parsons. Comparing players like that, it's not really. I would just say, like, I wouldn't put anybody ahead of Lawrence Taylor, period. Now, maybe I'm prejudiced, but I mean, I saw that guy every day for over a decade, and he tilted the field for a decade. So, until somebody does that, and there's a lot of great players, I'm not taking any away from anybody else. There's a lot of great players that have been in this league that are in this league, but personally, I'm not putting anybody ahead of Lawrence Taylor. Not yet. No, I don't think anybody's putting ahead of Lawrence Taylor. This is Sean Merriman who joined us yesterday. Michael Parsons is coming up for the biggest contract in NFL history ever. And I'm not talking about for the defense side of the ball. I'm talking about ever. Wait, you think he'll make more than quarterbacks? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think he'll be – I think it'll be – you know, he'll be up in the top seven, top ten. And I'm talking about what quarterback's being paid. Is he worth that? Absolutely. No question about it. And, you know, I, I hate to make the comparison because I hated to be compared to another player when I played and I, vice versa. He's the closest thing that we've seen to Lawrence Taylor. Yeah, so a couple things. 
I mean, I, I love Sean. He did say he's going to get the biggest contract ever. Then he said he'd get top seven, right? Top top. <laughs> Just I, I, I did. I caught it. I don't. I'm not trying to make fun of Sean, but like, let's catch our breath. He's not getting quarterback money. On the other hand, the part that I did think was smart is like he's the closest thing, and and that's really what you, what you say to Belichick. Like, look, obviously, no one's going to say he's Lawrence Taylor, but have you seen anybody who is as dynamic? I mean, Micah Parsons just ruins your offense. Just ruins it. He is so fast, explosive, strong, and has this remarkable motor. And look, there's a lot of good defense. Like Nick Bosa's right there in the conversation. TJ Watt, probably a slight notch below, I think, Nick Bosa. Uh, Joey Bosa in that TJ Watt sort of variety. Nick's widely considered the best. He's the highest paid defense player. I think Michael Parsons is better. I don't. I, I find it hard to have a lot of people argue with you on that one. Josh Lucas joins us. He's a former director player personnel with the uh, with the Chicago Bears. And uh, Josh, there's a lot I want to get to. Uh, first, if you're the Jets, okay, and player personnel guy, you know how this actually works. Uh, what? Why Trevor Simeon? Why? Why did that? You know, I, I know they reached out to to Chad Henney. I like that one. I thought that would be the guy because. You know, he played for the offensive coordinator in Jacksonville when they were good, and he had been with the Jets previously. He said no. Why was Trevor Simeon the right fit for them? Well, you're talking about what they labeled the best guy available on the street right now. To get in there, start practicing, learn the system, see if he is an option, if Zach continues to struggle. They're going to continue to monitor what's available. You know, that's that that's the best available right now. So you're talking 64, you know, some teams are carrying three, so you're talking about the top 85-plus quarterbacks in the league are on rosters. So now you're in that what's available, what's realistically available to them, how much are they willing to give up? You've got to bring in cap and cash, you know, what what's realistic – um, and how much are they willing to ante up, willing to ante up for Gardner Minshew? Would he be? Would Indy move him? You know, Jaco- uh, Jacoby Brissett, Washington. He hasn't played yet. Would they be willing to move him? How about the two thirty-five-year-olds, Kirk Cousins, Ryan Tannehill? Would they be interested in those guys? And are those organizations ready to say, hey? We're at a spot where this isn't realistic this year as far as making the playoffs. We need to start thinking ahead. Will we be willing to move one of these, you know, one, this player for the best interest of our organization? And if you're the Jets, there's one of those vets who have shown they can play consistent football and not turn it over. Can they help us get, get, you know, get to where we want to go? Trevor Simeon, best available on the street. He's not the best available option for them. They have to determine what would they be willing to give up to go get one of these guys that's on a roster right now. The Las Vegas Raiders uh, obviously struggling, and Devontae Adams called out their their culture and stuff happening during the week. Uh, Garoppolo threw a couple bad picks, but they also chose to kick a field goal down eight on fourth down late in the game. Uh, What do you think about what's going on with the Raiders? Well, talking about the decision specifically, I'm sure that came down to analytics. 
something telling them that the best chance, you know, this this situation played out thousands and thousands of times in football history. Our best scenario here is to kick it, try to get the ball back. We have two timeouts and the two-minute warning. Um, obviously, it backfired. When it backfires, you know, you're, 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 you're answering questions. Um, you know, what's going on with that team specifically? You know, the, the roster, it's a bottom – you know, the bottom half of the league roster, you have a quarterback who historically has struggled to stay healthy, um, and your your best player has been frustrated before the season even started. They had the circus with Chandler Jones in the in the uh, during camp. Um, it's not good. Uh, and I don't think they're a viable contender, even if things were going and everyone was rowing the boat in the same direction. Uh, it's an organization that has a lot of questions. The answer specifically, and it all starts with the quarterback, where are we going long-term, and is Jimmy Garoppolo the best guy to get us there? I think the answer is no. So now you're, you're, you're looking into who is the next guy, is he in the league right now, and we're going to try to trade for him or try to sign him as a free agent, or, or is it in this, this upcoming draft? Josh Lucas joining us. He's the former director of player personnel for the Chicago Bears. He joins us on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Josh, when, when Sean Payton agreed to be the head coach of the Broncos, what did you think of that marriage between the Broncos and Payton? Having worked for him, with him, I know he's a top five head coach in this league. Having seen Russell Wilson play at a high level for as long as he's played, knowing what Coach Payton helped, you know, the 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 – the levels he helped Drew Brees get to in his career, I thought it would look a lot better offensively, and they would have much more success to start the year. I, I, I'm shocked it's been 0-3, and then to lose as bad as they lost on Sunday, I watched that tape as ugly of a defense performance as I can recall in the NFL. It looked like a powerhouse Top 10 college team playing their homecoming game versus directional state, honestly. Run and pass. Um, I know this about Coach Payton. He will figure it out, and they will get it turned around. Do they have the personnel to do it this year? I don't know, especially on the defensive side of the ball. But you're talking about a Hall of Fame head coach he will figure it out, and they will win with with Coach Payton in Denver. Josh, they gave up seventy points. They gave up over 300, 300 yards on the ground. Like I that feels it. like that feels like quitting to me. Like how, how does that happen in the third week of the season? Lack of personnel going against the best, most creative offensive play caller, most explosive offense in the league. Um, they weren't prepared and they were embarrassed. I can't explain it other than I can tell you he will be on a war path, and it will get corrected. Um, okay, what about the Bears? Um, we, you, you and I talked last week about, man, I mean, this is a tough week. You lose your left tackle. The, the, the quarterback says he's been overcoached, right? Uh, they, they lose their defensive coordinator with some suspicious stuff going on. How do they fix that mess? It's a mess, Doug, and, and, and I'm not going to sugarcoat this. You know, I know Coach said that, that 
he feels it's closer than what the you know the public perception might be. What they're closer to is a is a nice soft spot in the schedule that might give them some relief. Denver, Washington, Minnesota, and Vegas four winnable games, but the reality is defensively the strength going into the year is your is your back five, your secondary injury bug has set in. They're banged up in their secondary. Their front four cannot generate pressure to save their lives. They're one of the worst in the league. They have one sack in three weeks. They spent $100 million on two linebackers who do not match well together at all. T.J. Edwards is a liability in man coverage. So they're playing a lot of zone, and that's the head coach's philosophy. And Tremaine Edmonds is not a great zone defender. He does not have great awareness and instincts. It's a mess on defense. They can't get off the field. And it's just as big of a mess on the other side of the ball. You have a quarterback who is not playing well. He's not operating on time. He's slow in his processing. He's not confident. And on top of that, he's not being supported very well. They're top ten in the league in drop passes. They're in the bottom five of the league in pressure given up. It does not. It's hard to hang your hat on one thing they do well as a team right now. This soft spot in their schedule hopefully will give them a chance to win a game and maybe get some confidence going. But long-term this year, I just do not see a very talented, productive team on either side of the ball. Outside of that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the, how was the show? Um, was the Cardinals win about the Cardinals or about the Cowboys? Anytime you go on the road in this league and you're down three of your five starting linemen, you're going to have a let-off in production. It's never about just one thing. I do think that played a role in it. Give the credit you know, to the Cardinals. Two straight weeks in a row, they've played very respectable football at home. An undermanned roster. I think that coach is doing a hell of a job of getting those guys to compete. Um but I do think Dallas was banged up, and, and Arizona took advantage of it. Uh, okay, Josh, um, help me out with this. As I, as I look around the league, and I'm trying to figure out the Chargers, okay? Now, they win a game. First, you talk about analytics. So, And I was told that analytics supported going for it on fourth and less than a yard in their own 24-yard line. They had a 75% conversion rate. Is that possible? Is that real? <laughs> if that's what the analytics say, I don't support that decision. I think he continues to put the head coach continues to put them in unfavorable positions. Um, you know, the bottom line is though we talked about the Chargers last week. They had to get a win. They got a win. Uh, obviously, in doing so, they lost a, a big part of that offense. Um, you know, and I think they have an, uh, another very winnable game here coming up this week to get to two and two before their bye. Uh, plenty of talent on that roster, and, and they have one of, the, in my opinion, one of the top five quarterbacks in the league. So, you know, that I can't speak to why they, you know, Coach Staley would decide to to put themselves in, in those positions over and over again just because the analytics say that when you know it's kind of backfired on you in the past. Um, but, you know, I'm, I'm definitely not a, you know, I'm not a coach, and that's above my pay grade. You, you, you know, um, 
you mentioned play calling, and Steichen was great with the Eagles last year. He obviously takes the Colts job. Uh, is it simply play calling? Why do you think that Jalen Hurts is far less efficient than he's been previously? Uh, 100% it has to do with it. You have a first-time NFL play caller. Uh, we spoke about this a few weeks ago. He's familiar with the quarterback. He's familiar with the offense. But calling plays for the first time on Sundays, you know, it, it, it requires reps no different than a player. Um, and I think it has a, a major impact on why they haven't looked as explosive. They haven't been as productive um, you know, through the air, but at the end of the day, they're three and zero. He's got he's going to learn. You know, more time on task. He's going to get better, and hopefully, the offense starts to starts to click. And they have the luxury of having an outstanding defense that can compensate for any lack of production on the other side of the ball. Awesome stuff, Josh. Your work was outstanding, man. Thanks so much for joining us. Really appreciate appreciate you being our guest on Fox Sports Radio. Appreciate you, Doug. All right, that's my guy, Josh Lucas, former director of player personnel with the Chicago Bears. He joins us weekly on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Doug Gottlieb Show, Fox Sports Radio. Every day at this time, we get you caught up on stories of the day. We do so by playing a game. Game time! 
This is Game Time. It's Game Time. On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Game Time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, boat, RV, ATV, and more. All your protection, just one place. Bundle and save at Progressive.com. Dan Beyer, what's the game today? Doug, the game today is... What are the chances? All right, a little college football, a little NFL, but we start in the NBA, Doug. What are the chances the Milwaukee Bucks now make the NBA Finals this year? This season? Mm -hmm. I mean, um, what are the chances they make the Finals? By the way, I'm going to go with... I was just going to say that if uh, people want to check out my TikTok that I made about this Damian Lillard trade, they can do so at Buyer Talk. That's where you can find it, Doug. Got it, at Buyer Talk. Excellent. Uh, I'm going to say, okay, so the challengers are the Heat, who they lost to last year, who lost pieces, didn't really add much of substance yet. The Celtics, right, who uh, they obviously trade away Marcus Smart. Um, they, they met, that's a pretty big trade for them. But they got Porzingis, a lot of Porzingis in these offseason videos for the Celtics. Yeah, that's great. I don't see them. I don't <laughs> think they're better because of that. I mean, he's got to stay healthy. Uh, Malcolm Brogdon back as well. Seems to be now wanting to stay. We'll see. Yeah. Is there anybody else in the East? Oh, the Sixers. Yeah. They're still a mess, right? We don't know. I'm going to go there's a 60% chance to make the finals. All they're right. a clear favorite. In the East, I believe. Now, the Nuggets are the reigning NBA champions. They're in the West. We know the Warriors are there. The Lakers are there. Doug, what are the chances the Suns make the NBA Finals? That's a good question. Uh, I'm going to go 25% there. Remember, the Clippers we're not talking about? Yep. Yeah, didn't bring um, them up. Yeah, 25%, which maybe end up being the favorite. You know, I, I, I think the Nuggets... Now, the Nuggets lost... Um, what's the name? Uh... Brown, Bruce Brown. Uh, Bruce Brown, which is a, a big loss for them, especially when they want to play small. So I don't think the Nuggets are as good. I, I still think the Clippers are right there, but I'll go 25% with the with the Suns. All right, Doug, now shifting gears. What are the chances that USC Colorado is competitive on Saturday? Trojans come in as a 21.5 point favorite at this time. Uh, it is. They are home. They are in altitude. And USC likes to play with his food. So, I'll go 40% chance it's competitive. Do you think the early start will affect... No, I, uh, you, want, you want information that no one else has? Yeah, I'd love it. USC lifts weights at 6 in the morning, in season, twice a week. Okay. They are not concerned at all about the body clock thing. They lift, lift at 6 a.m., guys have to get up at 5. And the Colorado students that pregame, they had a couple of uh, they had an early start earlier this year, so they uh, they should be used to it. All right, some more college football. Uh, officially, Mel Tucker fired today by Michigan State. Doug, what are the chances that Mel Tucker is a head coach in college football again? I think that this is a unique one. Yeah, because for as great as that one season was. Um, you know, even the time around it, you're like, you look at what happened to the program, and now there's this, you know, scar on his resume. This, yeah. Uh, I don't know if he does. How old is Mel Tucker? Uh, early 50s. I think he was like 53. Not great. I'll go 15% chance. 15% chance. Okay. I think it's more likely this day and age. Um, yeah. 51. I, I, 
Uh, okay, I'll put it up at 20. Okay. I'll put it up at 20. But, you know, it's the, the difference, like, look, Petrino's stuff was way worse, but Petrino had a long history of success as well. Yes. Okay. So Mel Tucker had one year at Colorado where they, he just stabilized. He was fine. And then he had one great year at Michigan State. And they'd gone off to a good start at Michigan State before, you know, they lost to Washington after he was, he was put on suspension. But the, the thing had pretty, the, the bottom had fallen out. So without that, he does have time on his side. Um, I think it's more likely he goes back to the NFL where he has coached previously. Sure. But to be a head coach would be really hard. Really hard. 15%. All right, Doug, what are the chances that the Miami Dolphins score more than, I'm not saying 70, but for this exercise, score more than 60 again this season? 70 is just too much to ask. It's too rare, yeah. but could I mean, they put it? It hasn't happened since the 70s. Uh, I'm going to say there's a 5% there's a chance okay. they score in the 60s. A lot had to go in their favor. Correct. You had to have a team just kind of seemingly not want to be there. I think the Heat played a part in it. Also, like the Broncos returned to kick for a touchdown, which gave them another quick possession. A lot does. It's not easy to score 50, let alone 60 or 70 in the NFL. All right, Doug, what are the chances that Trevor Simeon starts at quarterback for the Jets at some point this season? I'm going to go with 70% chance. Right. There was a report out last night that Robert Salas goes to losing the locker room. I think I think they're going to make some changes. I don't know if Simeon is the guy that they settle on, but I do think he'll get a start. 70%. Yeah, I think at, at some point as well. All right, Doug, what are the chances Colin Kaepernick quarterbacks again in the NFL? 1%. 1%. All right. I wasn't 1%. sure if that was... Uh... That was going to be a zero. All right, finally, Doug. We have- I, I just I don't want to do the never ever period. It, sure, it feels like it was never ever. But again, it's like a scientific fact is ninety seven percent proven. Correct. So I, I would I'll just I'll go with one percent. All right, final one. Three unbeaten's. Dolphins are at the Bills. Niners are home to the Cardinals, and the Eagles entertain the Commanders, a team that beat them in Philly last year. Doug, what are the chances that we still have three unbeaten teams after Week Four of the NFL season? Okay, so the Niners are not losing to Arizona. Okay, that's I don't believe that's happening. Yep, I agree with that. Um, okay. Especially after the Cardinals win last week. Right. Right. Uh, Philly and Washington is unlikely. I know they beat them last year, but I, I also think that works against Washington this year. Although it is a short week, but it's in Philly. Very slight possibility there. Um, the only other unbeaten is who? Who am I forgetting? Uh, Dolphins, Phillies, uh, Philadelphia Eagles, and Dolphins. the Niners. Dolphins. Dolphins uh, at Buffalo to Die face Buffalo. the Bills. That we have three unbeatens? Yep. Thirty-three percent chance for Miami. It's better. It's not in the snow, but Buffalo seems to be figuring it out. Thirty-three percent chance. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time on the Doug Gottlieb Show. All right, coming up next in the Doug Gottlieb Show, live from the Tyrac.com studios. What's piqued your interest most about the first three weeks of the NFL season? The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets 
and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love Love at at First first Listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people it gives me a lot of hope if you liked locatora before you're gonna love season nine subscribe to our show and you'll see why locatora is your prima's favorite podcast listen to locatora radio as part of the michael Tura podcast network available on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts